Tales from the Chip, Episode 6, with Nick Wood. Nick, or Nobby, is a club stalwart, having come to the club over 20 years ago. He's a first 11 Premiership player and a club champion, and has some funny stories to tell. My name's Nick Wood, um, nicknamed Nobby, play cricket at the Red Hill Cricket Club. Very good. Um, all right, so so what were your earliest memories of cricket itself? Um, well, I basically started in, I started playing when I was seven in the under 12s at Mount Martha, um, in the 89, in the 1989-90 season. So, um, over 30 years ago, um, I started watching dad. Um, obviously we're English, so dad loved his cricket. Um, back then Mount Martha was just booming with kids. Like we had three sides in the under 12s we had black, red, and white, <laughs> and about yeah. 20 kids in each team. Um, Dad used to set up a ball on the washing line in a sock, and I used to hit it. Yeah, yeah, I had one of them, yep. Yeah, and um, yeah, I remember just when I started playing seniors when I was sort of 12, he used to play juniors in the morning, obviously seniors in the afternoon. Um, if I could scrape into getting into the sevenths, yeah. Um, I used to go down to Jeff Gapes' sports shop in Mornington and we used to sit there, Dad and I used to go down on a Friday night and we used to see, you know, what team we were in. So um, there's a bit of paper on the on the wall, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, I remember that. We used to have that in Red Hill. Yeah, we did, yes. In the, yep. in the um, general store window. I think they still put the, the footy teams in there occasionally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so was there was no actually. internet back then, yeah. yeah. Um, so that was pretty full on. Um, with regards to my bowling, um, a guy called Bob Brady, Andrew Brady's dad taught me, started me on bowling leg spin or back then I actually bowled leg spin, believe it or not. Um, and he founded Mount Martha. So he actually started the club at Mount Martha. So, oh, yeah, yeah, um, I've heard that. Yep. Yeah. So he was, um, pretty, pretty, um, oh, he was an amazing man, but he was, um, yeah, he taught me to bowl spin because, you know, do something different. Don't do what everyone else does and bowl medium pace. Yeah. And another just a little thing I recall is playing under 14s and 16s and, um, you know, Dave Sands, uh, Snooze, um, just used to drive around in his white XD Ford, driving us all to games and back to Mount Martha and just his car was just full of cricket gear. Like... <laughs> It, like he was amazing. Like he seriously, he he would. So he obviously played first first grade cricket in the afternoon, but all morning he'd be out, you know, making sure this kid was here, and um, you know, making sure that you know, for an example, three players had to be back at Mount Martha, and then two of them have got to be somewhere else. So, and then he's got to worry about playing first grade cricket as well. Like he was just unbelievable. So yeah. Yeah. So he coached us in under sixteens and fourteens. Yeah, that would have been awesome to have a have a um, oh, pretty much a you know a star of the competition. Yeah, really. Yeah. Have have him as your coach would have been pretty awesome. But um, he'd just drive you around the peninsula, just making sure that you were um you were at the right place, and your mum was here to pick you up to go to the senior game in the afternoon, and yeah, yeah, and then so yeah, it would have been good. And then yeah, like when I was in under sixteens, I had Poffer um. 
Poffo speeding us around the peninsula, getting trying to get us from under 16s to to the first or wherever we were playing. Um, yeah. We had some interesting car rides, or some some days we weren't quite sure if we were going to make it, but we got there in the end. Um, yeah, no, uh, yeah, I think that's something that that all clubs should, you know, try to try to encourage as much as they can, particularly when it gets to sort of under sixteens or or there's that under eighteens competition now, where they play a few games. They should try and have, um, you know, first eleven or second eleven players coaching the juniors i think it's such um such a good experience for the for the kids just to you know hang around those good cricketers and yeah you know, just hear the stories and you know when yeah. you go to some ground there'll be some story about some you know some game that happened there years ago and yeah it's just a really good experience um mm-hmm. when you're sort of getting a bit more into your into your cricket like that starting to play seniors yourself like i think it's a yeah, yeah. really good thing to have oh we we idolized like snooze like he was just you know this gun that batted at four or five in the ones and just bold like he was just a star and like he's coaching us yeah you know yeah that's what i mean like yeah you, you idolize those guys like they're you know they're they're like test cricketers in your eyes when you're yeah you know, correct sort of that yep. age yeah yep. it's awesome yeah yeah so what led you to red hill i know you weren't a red hill junior so what led you up to red hill funny enough my parents moved from Mount Martha to Red Hill after um, my first season of um, senior footy up up there. So I um, started working for Mickey Dornham and um, he knew I played cricket and, um, yeah, got me sort of up to the club to play. Yeah, Mickey D, there's a bit of a, there's a, bit of a name from the past. Very good. If you want to just give a bit of a, a rundown of your your career, sort of where you started and and um, some of the, you know, moving through the grades and a few of the highlights and things like that, that'd be good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I started, I, I actually was sort of, footy was number one when I was 17. So um, I, I finished playing football, uh, finished playing cricket, sorry, at Mount Martha in the first slash the great Andrew Brown dropped me for a, um, a final and I, um, was sort of 12th man in the first, you know, playing in the seconds. Um, and they were both in the finals. And back then, if you didn't qualify, even though both teams were in, you didn't play, which was pretty unbelievable actually. Um, but, uh, nothing against Brownie or nothing, but I, um, yeah, parents moved up here and, um, then started playing in um, – I actually started playing in Mand- – in um, well, Mickey D was playing in Mandy's team. So Mickey D's like, oh, I'll come up and just start playing in this – in Mandy's team with me and then you'll um, – and then see what happens. And, um, yeah, it got well, pretty bored. That would have been like the fourths, wouldn't it? The fourths or something Yeah, like Yeah, it was kind of a bit of an all-stars team, actually. It was um, it was pretty good. It had some pretty good players in it. But, um, yeah, Who that was in that team? Bored. So there was Jim Sakalitis. Um, there was Brett Spence, who was a footballer or ex Red Hill footballer. Um, there was Stan Malacardis, I think his name is. Well, it was one of one of Jim's mates. He was he was a good, pretty good cricketer as well. Um, I can't actually remember who else, but 
it was it was yeah they were pretty they were pretty good that was a team that had a higher budget than the first in may back then correct yes yeah <laughs> mandy found ways of um paying people with you know whatever <laughs> beer whatever it was <laughs> brown paper bag <laughs> cherry money cherry money yeah <laughs> so you went from yeah you started there and yeah played a few games i wouldn't have played that many games um then i um yeah was obviously going to training then um met frankie at training didn't know who he was he i think he might have watched me a little bit in footy the year before maybe possibly but um yeah went up to the twos played the rest of that season in the twos which was the um 2000 2001 season it could have been the 1999 2000 season i'm not sure i can't remember yeah, yeah. Played the rest of that season, and then um, started the next season. Um, I think in the twos, and then um, met Terry Doyle, and then started playing in the first. So yeah, yeah. Terry came up to him one night. It's a bit, it's a bit of a blur to be honest with you. What season it was, but I know it was like my second season or something like that when Terry came up to me and started having a chat and stuff. So he had a bit yeah, of an aura. Yeah. He, had, he had a bit of an aura around him. Uh, Terry. Yeah, that's right. He, he did back then, didn't he? So that would have been, um, was the club in provincial back then? Can you remember? Was that the last time we were in provincial? No, we're in district. We just come, must have just come back down. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All right. Yep. So yeah, the club would have been, um, yeah. What, what was the club like back then? If you can remember when we'd just come back to district, obviously provincial, we were pretty strong and then obviously we must've got relegated. So there might have been a bit of a drop off. What, what, can you remember what the um, sort of the state of the club was about then? Um, I think it was still pretty reasonable. Like it was, um, yeah, it was hard for me because I just come into a new club, so I didn't really, you know, you know, didn't know what the club was like before. I knew, I knew the club had, you know, some really good, obviously cricketers like. You know, you'd look through the scores back when I was playing for Mount Martha and, you know, you had, you know, Peter Clower, you know, Terry Doyle, Nathan Haythorpe, Felix McKillop, um, you know, the other McKillops. Um, yeah, Scotty Halliburton, all them guys sort of around the club and around the firsts. Yeah, right. So they still must have had a pretty pretty reasonable sort of core of a side there. Like, it, yeah, it's, it's sort of... It's a bit of a funny one when you get relegated. It's almost like you can sort of either be at rock bottom or there can be sort of that bit of like optimism, like, all right, we've gone back down, you know, we should we should be winning some games now. We should, you know, it's a bit of a turning point sort of thing. So I know that's what it was like when we got um, relegated when we were playing in, when we went to uh, sub-district. So that, that was like, you know, because yeah. been, we've been sort of hanging on for so many years you know, once it sort of happened, it was almost like a bit of a relief, wasn't it? It's like, all right, you know, it's finally happened. We can start winning some games. We can start working our way back rather than just sort of, you know, surviving every year. So, yeah, yeah. it's a bit of an interesting position. Um, you know, different different clubs and different groups probably all handle it a little bit differently. Yeah, so I, did, I, didn't, I didn't really think of any of that sort of stuff when I came to the – like when I started playing in the first. It was just a real yeah. sort of honour. Like I just I just remember my first game and like, you know, 
Terry walking out to bat, maybe at number six or something, and, you know, just having the baggy Red Hill cap on and, you know, just having that real aura about him, like that real just, you know. He was a real traditionalist, wasn't he? Real traditionalist, and you had peak, you had all these, yeah, you had all these other players that have played there for a, a long time, and um, yeah, it was it was a bit of it was a real honor actually back then to to start playing. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I remember along the same lines. Uh, my first first um few games in the ones was was with Scott Marone, and yeah, it was the same sort of thing. Like we had Terry and Scott and Grant Gaines, and yeah, it was sort of like. It was a real step up from the the twos, at, you know, sort of those traditions. And Terry had a go at me once because my shirt wasn't tucked in, and yeah, a few things like that. I, I remember. And um, and then sort of um, I I think from my point of view, like I probably wasn't a great first cricketer, but I somehow managed to play a fair bit in the first, which I was I, I would see myself as a bit of a spare parts player, like I. I would bowl a bit. I would bat a bit. Back then, I was a good. I was a pretty good fieldsman, actually. Even though no one would believe that. Um, I kept winning fielding awards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I, remember, I think I, I, I think I've got days. about. I think I've got about four or five first grade fielding awards, which like, no one's going to believe that, but it happened. But yeah, I was a bit of a spare parts player, so I I just sort of do a bit of this and a bit of that, and um, yeah. And then a coach would come in and say, oh, like Dave McLean, for an example, came in and said, um, you're going to bat at three this season. Uh, this is probably 0203 maybe. Because we know you can stay in and you're just going to bat at three this season and um, and not, you know, it wasn't ended up not bowling much. So, yeah, just different coaches had different ideas about me. So that's why I've sort of became a bit of a yeah, filling gap sort of player, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's always a bit of a, yeah, it sort of goes about goes a bit both ways when you when you do a bit of everything. You sort of you can do a bit of everything, or you can do a bit of nothing. It's sort of nothing, like, correct? Yeah, yeah, it's it's sort of yeah, yeah, you get a bit you get a bit stuck sometimes. So what 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 do you say? Uh, what would your favourite memory out of that whole time be? Your favourite on field memory? That first bit, or yeah, oh, just your whole your whole time at the um, club. Whole time at the club. Um, yeah, yeah. So. A couple of things. Um, I think one one point was when we were we were getting relegated, and um, Ross and I were. Well, Ross was captain, and I found a. Well, this is the second thing. I mean, winning the first premiership with Simon, the the premiership I played in was really, really, really good. Um, but that sort of that sort of fed from us getting relegated, so before Simon and Glenn and all that came to the club, we sort of didn't, we sort of just, um, you know, we're all triers and we're all, we're all sort of battlers, I suppose. Well, not all of us, but we, we didn't have any superstars, put it that way. Yeah. So um, we, you know, I take my hat off to Ross because Ross, Ross captain when we were, you know, we got relegated, but you know, what, what he did and what we tried to do is kind of wait for the cavalry to arrive, wait for Simon to arrive, wait for Glenn to arrive, wait for some, you know, quality players to arrive. And that built the club of being obviously more successful. Um, you know, we got relegated. I think we won two or three games. But but by God, did we try our, you know, did we give it our all in that season, you know? Like, you, you, were, you were obviously playing. Yep. 
Yeah, I played a bit of that season. I didn't play a whole lot. Mm. Um, yeah, it was sort of, yeah, it was a, it was a tough time. But yeah, it, looking looking back, it was sort of like you know it was a little bit satisfying in a way, wasn't it? It was sort of, mm. um, yeah, it was an interesting time. Mm. All right, yeah, and then obviously the premiership as well. That was sort of the, the premiership, yeah, which fed from that. I think you know, whoever you know, someone might have said to me. Oh, well, you did the hard yards at that point of time. Um, you know, here's your premiership to sort of make up for what you did when we were, you know, when we were struggling a bit. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's Yeah, that's the way I, I sort of look at those things as well. You, yep. you know, you don't always, yeah, it's not always the the one game or the one year that you're sort of, you're celebrating or you're, or you're getting, you know, rewarded for. It's It's the whole sort of, the whole lead up to it and the whole build up. And then um, I remember after we won the second premiership, um, the district premiership, I remember Glenn got up and said, you know, this, this premiership started one day about seven or eight years ago when, when he sat down with Darty and, and Ken and, and started planning, you know, how to get from sub district to district, you know, so you can, so then you have a chance to win a district premiership. So it's sort of, yeah, yeah. it's that whole sort of process and that whole, the whole journey that's the real the real fun of it really the game that the game itself or the final series itself is often you know just sort of a secondary thing it's it's yeah it's it's the whole the whole build up and the whole lead up yeah so as i said i i have yeah i got big big respect for ross in that way that came to the club and then you know sort of had to as some people at the club would know had to had to sort of do a few things that probably weren't that they were the right things to do but you know he had to yeah, to drop Terry to the seconds, you know, things like this, like, yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, but he, he had the guts to sort of do it and then come through the other side. And then, as I said, he played in the, you know, the first premiership as well. So yeah, I've sort of got a lot of respect for that sort of season and that moment. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. That's a, that's a really good point. Um, what you say there. All right, so the next one, uh, I'll, I'll sort of blend it into one because we, we talked a little bit about this. So um, your favourite off-field memory uh, slash your the funniest moments that you've seen. Now, now I've witnessed a few of these funny moments that I know you're going to speak about, um, and I have been looking forward to this. So, uh, And I'm sure there's more than one as well. So, so, uh, yeah, so go for it. <laughs> yeah, so... Um... You're gonna um, you're gonna help me with these because you're yeah. there with some of them. So the first one I've got is um, the first. It was actually my first game under Simon Dart. It was round two of the season of the first season, and we went over to French Island with this obviously gun recruit Simon Dart, and um, came away from that game with a loss to French Island. Now. Throughout that particular game, uh, Ross wasn't playing for some reason. And for the whole second week, he was um, just drinking cans. Now, I remember him <laughs> counting the, I remember him counting how many cans he drank on the scorebook, you know, like a picket fence. Like every time he scored <laughs> a run, he was counting his cans. So it got through to, I don't know, obviously six, seven o'clock of the second week. And, um, you know, you have the match, you know, had the little, the match reports and all that stuff. And, um, you know, 
raffles and all that sort the of thing. The whole island shows up. The whole island shows up from people, everywhere. People like dropping out of trees and yeah, popping up out of the ground and yeah, people getting off, like sailors getting off boats that you know weren't even supposed to land at French Island. Like our old mate Salty. Remember Salty? <laughs> yes, I remember. He batted at number eight, didn't he? He won yeah. the game. The old like, Salt. He was like he was like seventy years old. He was one of the Thompsons. He filled it in just the gully. Filled it in the gully. Smoking a pipe. He was. <laughs> waiting waiting for his um waiting for Lois, the bus driver, to take him back to where oh, he was going. Right. Lois, yeah. And we yeah. had to see the alpacas on the way. Remember that? Yeah. Like, we'll go and see the alpacas on the way to the ground. Yeah, so um Thanks, so Lois. anyway, so Ross Ross has ended up winning the the raffle, which I think was another twenty four cans of beer. Um, yep, yep. he's ended up, he's ended up, so we're all walking our, our gear, we're all putting our gear onto the utes that were taking our gear back to the, um, back to the pier or whatever you can call it to get on the yeah, boat. So, so if you haven't been, you, you, they pick you up from the jetty, they pick you up from the ferry at the jetty with a little bus, like a, like half a bus and you throw all your gear on it, throw all your bags on a ute and then the ute drives your bags down to the ground. So so we're lining up to jump back on the bus. We've all thrown our gear on the back of the ute and we're just, yeah, we're just, we're just waiting. Yeah. So I just remember being in the bus waiting to go back to um, get the, get the boat. And then all of a sudden I remember I was sitting next to, I think I was sitting into Lincoln and you were very close by Mocky. And yeah. all of a sudden this ute pulls out of like the sort of trees near the French Island cricket ground with Ross driving. <laughs> <laughs> so Ross, so Ross is driving this ute after you'd have to get the scorebook to see how many beers he had, but he, he, he had a, a lot of beers. So he's driven this, he's driven this ute. So he's got on, you know, one of the Thompson's utes and, and just started driving back down to the, um, Back down to the ferry. Uh, I will never forget looking out the bus window. And same, that, exact same thing. With this giant grin on his face. face. <laughs> waving. He was red like a, yeah. like, he looked like a beetroot, his head. <laughs> hanging out this old ute window, waving at us. Anyway, yeah. It was and absolutely then, hilarious. And then when we got back there, we said, oh, Ross, um, how'd you, like, how did you get back here? And he said something like, oh, you know, I ran up a couple of obviously French islands, just got dirt roads and you know trees on either side and whatever. And he just said, "Yeah, I just sort of, you know, went straight and made sure I stayed on the dirt bit, and you know, um, I got there." <laughs> yeah, I, I remember him saying later on, and he goes, "I just, you know, I, I went round the back of the rooms, and I was about to get on the bus, and I just saw this Ute, and he do it. The bloke had started it, so it was just sitting there <laughs> idling, and I just thought." It's a sign. I've got to get in it. It was just um, so hilarious. Oh, that, it, that was, as, as you just said, that his face of getting in that ute, just like a little kid that's just, you know, you know. It was, it was like a kid on just, Christmas morning. Or yeah, something, that's just, just stole, or it's just, he's just stole something and he's yeah. sort of trying to get away. But um, yeah, that was amazing. Um. The whole idea of us just having this boom recruit as well that day or that game, and you know, French Island take the hat off, take your hat off to them. They played the ground <laughs> better, and and they beat us. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, what a classic. That was I remember an absolute classic. Simon, like, that was his, yeah, it was his second game or third game or something. And, yep. you know, he yep. theoretically could have gone from playing at the Albert, you know, in his, in his last game for Melbourne to French Island, you know, in the space, watching, of, in the space of two games or whatever it was. To watching the great Ross Caulfield drive down Tankerton Road. <laughs> I think, remember uh, we got off, remember we went to the general store before, the, we got there yeah. earlier, we got there before the French Island team did. Cause yeah, we did. Oh yeah, they rocked up at 12.50. Yeah. <laughs> And, the guy, the, and I'm pretty sure he had a couple of beers at the general store before we oh, he, even got there. It wouldn't have surprised me if he had a if he had a slab of beer or more that day. Oh, do you remember yeah, there was comfortably, a, comfortably. Do you remember there was a can crusher on the actual next to the club rooms? So every time he drank a can, there was like a little thing with a handle that squashed the can. Yeah, yeah, I, do I might be there. Do oh, yeah. you remember that? Yeah. So every time he drank a can, he squashed it, put it in the bin. He then put it in the bin and then um, put the one down on the score sheet. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that was that was, that was a, yeah that was funny. Absolutely hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah, well that yeah that story needed a bit of time, so that was that's good. Um, I've got some other stories. Um, I've got some little ones. Um, played a game at Delican Park in the firsts where um, Terry Doyle was getting really angry with us because we just weren't making runs and valuing our wicket. This is before Simon and Glenn and all that got to the club. So Terry's gone, well, what I'm going to do is, guys, I, I need someone to just, you know, you know, value their wicket and just stay at the crease. I'm going to open the batting today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, Terry. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Okay, off you go. All right. So he goes out to bat. First ball, clean bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I think he left uh, it as well. I think he shouldered arms. <laughs> Righto, boys. This is how you leave the ball. <laughs> but the but the big the big speech before it happened was just like, yep, you know, no one wants to put any value on their wicket, even though you know that was debatable. But you know, we weren't we weren't scoring any runs, and typical Red Hill, we just weren't making runs. And yeah, anyway, so that was pretty funny. Um, another another one is um, well, this isn't funny. This is weird. Um. I played one of my first games. It would have been 03 maybe. Played at Seaford. Uh, Nathan Haythorpe was playing. And f- if you want to explain who Nathan Haythorpe is, do you, do you remember yeah, him? He was a fraction you, before yeah. my time, but yeah, yeah. he was so, super um, quick apparently. Yeah, so he was really tall. He probably would have been six foot six and just pretty, pretty lean build, but geez, fast and really just... Um, yeah, just really, really quick bowler. Um, anyway, erratic, he's come in. Wasn't he? Erratic. He's come in, opened the bowling, hit a bloke full on the foot. LBW. <laughs> this bloke, the opening batsman from Seaford. LBW um, broke his foot. So the blokes ended up like working out that his foot's broken. And then he's come back the next week, this, this poor bloke. And um, he's on crutches because as he because his foot was broken, he's ended up um, doing his hamstring as well. Because <laughs> because he was because he for the whole week he'd just been sort of hobbling around with this broken foot. <laughs> so he's ended up LBW broken foot and hamstring. He's had a good day and a and out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, that was that was pretty. Oh jeez, but Nathan was very fast. Yeah, um, I mean. As I said, when I used to 
when Dave McQueen said to me one day, you're batting at three all this season. I said, well, okay. And he said, I'll tell you how we're going to try and make it so you can, um, you can uh, face people that are, you know, face good bowling. And I remember he used to put me in the net with Terry, PK and Haythorpe, all with newish balls. And then just all three of them bowl at me. Yeah. And then just say to me, well, if you can face this and, you know, survive it, no yeah, one's going to be quicker on a Saturday. Pretty good training, isn't it? If that's yeah, a, like you had PK moving it, you know, everywhere. And then Terry just, you know, wanted to sort of kill you. And um, and Haythorpe didn't know where he was bowling it. So, yeah. yeah. Pretty good, pretty good um, preparation, yes. isn't it? Yeah, so, um, yeah, that was another sort of story from, yeah, sort of a weird thing that would happen in a cricket game. You were next to Poffer in the slips one day, I think. Oh, with what happened with Poffer? <laughs> yeah, you, you with, were standing with... next to him. Oh, when he when he um had to go to the toilet afterwards. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was in the seconds. That was um yeah. Jay already said that story, but yeah, that was um yeah. yeah. It, I mean, it doesn't want to see more verification. Yeah. To, to... Nothing. Nothing really surprises me with Poffer. Um, with that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I really like the bloke and I played a lot of cricket with him, um, but that was just a funny little story that, you know, like, how does that happen? <laughs> yeah, well, that's, a, yeah. that's the question, isn't it? Yeah. Um, we've got, uh, went and watched a game after, the, I can't remember what I was playing, first or seconds, and um, we went down to the school after a game. Red Hill Consolidated School used to, the fifths and the fourths and the sixths used to play down there. Yeah, yeah. My first senior game was down there. Yeah, so we've rocked rocked up down there to watch, say, at 5.30 when our game had finished, and they're still going. So we're watching all these sort of footballers that sort of are mucking around and having fun and whatever. All of a sudden, a guy that I played footy with, um, a guy called Steve Morris, he's actually fielding in gumboots. <laughs> he's actually got a pair of, um, like, just green, I don't know, barter gumboots. Right, because the ground down there was obviously miniature, and and there was bits of the ground that were just like they hadn't even been really cut properly, and it was a bit wet as well. So yeah, he's fielding in gumboots. <laughs> that would have been funny, <laughs> funny sight. Were they uh, yeah. were they your really high gumboots, like up nearly to the knees, or were they? Uh, uh, I can't really remember. Ankle yeah, cut. I think <laughs> no, nah, they were they were high. They were high ones. Yeah, they were high ones. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, and we've got. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna get you to sort of help me with this one. Yes, I was looking forward to this. This is the yes, Peter from. So this Crown is Bet, this is Peter story. from Crownbet. So our young friend, I'll, I'll 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 introduce a little bit. So our our, our great friend, um, Kevin the Backpocket Plumber, also known as Jaden Payne, um, he was on his Crownbet account, and he he found that there was. Um, a glitch or, or something going on where he would deposit $10 and it would give him a hundred dollar free bet or something along those lines. And, yeah, there, wasn't something, any, yep. and there wasn't any limit. Like he, he did it like 10 times or something and he ended up with a thousand dollars worth of free bets. And he, and then, so of course he's told everyone, he's told all of us boys, boys go on your crown bet account. Um, you know, look at this, uh, you know, I found this loophole, you, you, you know, I've got a thousand bucks to, a free thousand dollars to spend now. So uh, I think he was um 
he'd either told everyone just before training or, or the day before or something. So, so I've got to training. We must've been there pretty early and you were there and, I, and, and, you know, we'd heard about it. Um, and you, you had this idea that, um, we might, we might just give, give Jaden a call and, uh, and, and, and ask him what he's been up to. Yeah. So, so it went like, yeah, put my phone on private, rang him up and pretended, uh, so basically, uh, hi, this is, uh, Peter from, uh, Crown Bet. Um, now we believe that, uh, you've been, uh, receiving, uh, bonuses, um, for, for the money you've been spending. So you've been getting $10, uh, you've been getting a hundred dollars for every $10 spent, which is just ridiculous. <laughs> now, obviously it's a glitch from our behalf, but, um, you've been taking advantage of it. And so the story went on and I, we basically said, strung him along, like he just strung took, him along. He took the bait hook, line and sinker. Like he yeah, could pretended he couldn't. It. Yeah. Pretended he couldn't go into crown. Like we pretended that crown bet was associated with, you know, crown and. Yeah. yeah that's right. And you, you'll now be barred from the casino and you will not be allowed in any of the casino entrances <laughs> <laughs> and his photos up everywhere and all this. And, you know, you just can't go betting, you know, a hundred dollars on something and just, and you can't tell him. your friends about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, it was just a classic. And then he had it on up, loudspeaker um, and he was just, he was panicking. He was going backwards. He's going, no, 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 but I didn't mean it. It just, it just gave it to me. And he was absolutely backpedaling <laughs> as fast as he could. He took the bait, just, just, bought it unbelievably yeah and then i and then i had to yeah had to let him had to let him know because um yeah it was starting to worry me a bit actually after a while that i was i had him so wound up <laughs> it was up. working too well it was, good. It was <laughs> yeah. going too well it was unbelievable yeah so that was good um just maybe one or two more and then i'll i'll um finish up um i got one in the seconds right jay nemick's not gonna like me saying this but this is um this is a very good story um playing at Baden-Powell and um, playing against a guy called Mitch Dunn, who was probably in his early to mid-20s. Um, so Jay's batting, keeper up to the stumps, blokes bowling, just normal, whatever, medium pace. And Jay, how he does his normal check drive to mid-off. Yeah, yeah. So Jay's checked the drive to mid-off, and this Mitch Dunn, who's a baseballer, has pinged the ball back to the keeper but virtually at Jay. So anyway, Jay's ducked out of the way. Maybe I, I was central umpire. So that's, um, that's, that's my involvement in it. Um, yeah. Um, so he's, he's, he's pinged the ball. It's gone back to the keeper and Jay might've said, you know, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Cause you know how Jay used to, he'd hit a shot and he'd sort of just waltz down the pitch. Yep. Yep. Like he was, you know, walking onto a yacht. anyway so so anyway next ball same thing happens so the ball's check drive you know jay beautiful shot straight to a fieldsman mitch dunn again pings the ball straight back at jay jay catches it (laughs) (laughs) so jay catches it in his glove anyway so i'm central umpire and Mitch Dunn's like, that's out. You know, you can't do that, blah, blah, blah. And I said to Mitch Dunn, like, like you know, I said, mate, you, you can't go throwing the ball at him every time you field a ball. I said, anyway, so Mitch Dunn reckons it's out. 
So all of a sudden, he runs off the ground looking for Brian Carroll to find out why he's not out. <laughs> so Mitch Dunn has ran off the ground, and he's looking for Brian Carroll to find out why he, you know why he's why I haven't given him out. And you know I've gone up to you know is it John the guy that's played there forever? Um, oh yeah, Harrison. John Harrison. I went up to him and I said, "Can you control this? You know, bloody idiot! Like you know, like." <laughs> It's not out. I said he, he's he's throwing the ball at my my player. What do you expect him to do? You get it hit him in the head. Yeah. But it was just a classic because Jay's literally just caught it, like he was a ca- <laughs> yeah, like he I was a catcher that. in like he was a catcher in baseball. Yeah, he would have just he would have just caught it and then just like under underarmed it off and gone. Yeah, not out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that was that was really good. Um. Yeah. That's that's probably that's probably about it. Yeah, of the funny stories. Um, no, that's perfect. That's very good. Um, all right. So, and what about just, you've probably mentioned most of them already, but uh, just some of your favorite teammates over the years? Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, yeah. Um, yeah, Jay I've played a lot of cricket with, so um, I've played a, played a lot of second grade cricket with Jay. Like, I'm talking... Oh, I would I'd have to go back and have a look, but probably over a hundred games just just with him. Um, I really liked playing. Yeah, Ross. I really like playing with Ross. Ross. Um, people don't realize how good a cricketer Ross actually is, and he's really fun to play with. Yeah, just really fun. Just you know, and and super talented. Um, the I've got a, I've I've got a bit of a soft spot, obviously, yeah, for Terry because he was a real competitor, and I think he liked that I was a bit of a competitor, but obviously, um, you know, not overly talented, but in first grade, you know, style. But he liked that I, you know, had a bit of a crack, like had a go, so that was good. He was my yeah, um, and then obviously yep. my premiership teammates, um, yeah. Um, like yourself, obviously. Um, yeah, not that I did much in that premiership, to be honest with you. Yeah, sort of just um, jumped on the bus and went for the ride, really, in the in the actual grand final. <laughs> did did yeah. did really yeah, really did bugger all. Um, <laughs> there's a few of us. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. Yeah, like like you said before, it's it's the you know it's not the one game that you know, that you, you celebrate, it's, it's, it's the whole build up. It's the whole years before that, you know, yeah. that you, that you, you know, that that's your reward is to be a part of it, even though you didn't yeah. contribute a whole lot to the actual game, you, you know, that's your reward for the, all the, the hard work and the, you know, the, the losing games and the losing years and all that sort of stuff. So. Then you've got people like PK and Gary, which Gary Martin, which are obviously um, just, you know, super, uh, super smart cricket brains, like very, very smart. Um, you know, think are, are always in front of what's going on, are always working out how to get people out, um, that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, just naturally. You know. Yeah, oh. you, you'd remember some of the Gary Martin day, days in the field where he'd be like, all right, now I'm going to bowl. I'm going to bowl to this batsman and I'm going to bowl three balls. Yep. You know, right outside off stump, and then on the fourth ball, 
I'm going to stop and I'm going to rub the ball on my left <laughs> hamstring seven times. And I want you to look and I want you to look for that. And, and when I do that, I need you to move 20 meters, climate, <laughs> both of you. And you'd be yeah. like, oh, God, what's he? All right. And then you'd be watching him and he'd, and he'd be like, he'd rub the ball on his other leg or something. He'd go, oh, was that it? Was that the sign? And then, and then he'd bowl like the same ball anyway. <laughs> or, or, or he'd move you like three blades of grass. Yep you know, one direction, and then it would go back yeah. the other way, and you'd be like, where were I played, you? I know? played a game with Gary in the first on the top ground, and um, it was it was one of these games where it was a one-day, 40 overs, obviously, in March, so it was like round 13 or something. Anyway, it was lightning. The chip was lightning, playing against Karam. Anyway, so everyone's going for – so we, I think it was like we made 300 or 280, so it's, you know, seven and over sort of game, whatever sort of run rate. Come off the ground, like it was either one or four all day, you know them sort of, you know them sort of days on the chip. Anyway, yeah. I come, yeah, yeah, yeah. I come off the ground and I look at the bowling figures of Gus. Like back then, I just never got a bowl because obviously there was six blokes better than me in the side that could bowl. It was back when you know Terry and Pico and all that. Anyway, so uh, I come off the ground and I look at the bowling figures. Gus has got ten overs, four for fifteen, and I'm like. This man's unbelievable. Like, how can you go for 15 runs on a ground that's, you know, like, if you, yeah, if you, if you were playing tippity on it, it would go for four. Like, it was just unbelievable. Now, that's the kind of stuff that the guy could do. Like, yeah, just, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, I think you were playing that game at Main Ridge where, um, I think we made an we made about two hundred or or two twenty or something, which you know not a bad score, but but well below par on Main Ridge and and Terry Terry yep. ended up taking eight eight for eighty Terry maybe took eight for yeah they both they both they bowled, bowled the, the whole game. game yeah eight for eighty I yeah. think they bowled the whole game yeah, yeah. and Gus took like two for yeah. two for forty off thirty five overs you know <laughs> at Main Ridge. And I think like his last <laughs> over went for twelve or something. <laughs> like, like he got hit for two sixes in his last over. Like, yeah, that um, they were just—he he was just amazing. He, he, sometimes I just sat there in the field and like I, I used to field covers um, a fair bit. So, and you just sit there and just you know idolize these guys because they were they were that good. They were just you know they were that good in you know at just knowing cricket and knowing their game and stuff. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah. I think that was, um, was it? No, nah, nah, different no, game. It was a different yeah. game. But, um, game, yeah, Terry. you're right. It was like Terry got eight for 80 off 38 and Gus has got like two for 40 off 35 or 37 or whatever. Maybe. Yeah. Three Jamie overs. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Jamie. Or something with yeah. The new ball. Yeah. With a new ball um, <laughs> but yeah, they're, um, yeah, yeah, that's that's sort of the teammates. I mean, I do I, at the moment. I'm 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 in the thirds, and um, I'm just loving loving cricket. But blokes like BC and and Dylan and those guys, geez, they, it, and even you know Damien Holmes and that, like, geez, it just it's just really fun. Like every Saturday, you go out there, and it's actually really fun yeah. to play cricket. Yeah, like just joking around, and you know, still still doing your trying to do your best, but just having fun like just you know you know as i said 
as I said, people like Dylan yeah, and yeah, BC and sure. that, they're just, um, yeah, good to play with. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. All right, we might uh, wrap it up in a minute. So just the last one, what do you what do you think it is that sets Red Hill apart from from other clubs? You you obviously played a little bit at Mount Martha when you were younger, so you got a, an experience of another club. So what do you what do you think it is about Red Hill it's that um, the history makes it so good? The starters. So I think, as I said, when I got to the club, you had all these players that were kind of just yeah, really good cricketers and just you know, they had that aura about them. So that helped with the history of the club. Like you wanted to be a part of it where it is. So the actual grounds are amazing. So, you know, you go to Frankston and these places and they're just, they've got no atmosphere. Like you go and play at Carrum Downs or places like this and like you could be at any other 20 Frankston grounds, couldn't you? Like they're just no atmosphere. Yeah. 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 No character. No, um... No, no, they're not, they're not unique. Every one of them's just, you know, it's similar. Like we've got, you know, we, we, I can take my, when my kids were even really little, like you could just leave all three of them just to roam around and it's not, you're not going to be, you're not going to be worried about it or, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uniqueness, um, the people, so the people that have, um, uh, been on the committees and stuff when I've been there. You know, like you know, people like Kenny and stuff, and you know Jay and yeah, yourself, and and people that know, they know who they are. But yeah, they just they want to do the right thing by the club, and they want the club succeeding. Um, yep. You know, people like myself who yep, haven't. Sure. I've just I've just played cricket. I haven't been on committees and blah blah blah. But those people are just unbelievable. Like I respect them a lot. And the club grows from that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's a really good point you make about the the actual location and the ground itself. Like it, it's so, we take it for granted because you know we've played there forever. But yeah, it is so much better than some of the, oh, yeah. the um, yeah. other places you you have to go to. Um, yeah, we're really lucky. This sort of spot on the peninsula and Main Ridge is the same. Like, you know, they've got mm. you know, such nice places to play cricket, Flinders, you know, everything's sort of yep. in this, yeah. this area. Yeah. It's just, yeah, way better than way better than a lot of the yeah. other. And there'd be people that's come to the club over to. years that have, you know, not even been recruited, but just have come and sat there in their car and looked over if they kind of come to a new club and just sat there and gone, geez, this is a good place. So there's a chat with Nobby. It was a lot of fun recording that one. I hope everyone has as much fun listening to it. Uh, a quick shout out to Dylan Milenkovic with his podcast, Salt of the Peninsula. Really loving it. And check that one out uh, if you get a second after Tales of the Chip, of course. All right, see you next time.